0: welcome to practical christian living
1: jehovah or yahweh is salvation is what jesus means he's bringing salvation he will be great and will be the son of the highest and the lord will give him the throne of his father david he will be great and called the son of the highest in a moment he's going to say the son of god
0: Our eternity was forever changed when God was born, when Jesus, our King, our Messiah came as a baby to live a perfect life, something we could never do, all for love. We bring you the rest of our special Christmas message out of Luke as we look at the majesty of God who became flesh. And we also want to wish you a very Merry Christmas from all of us here at Practical Christian Living. Now here's Robert Furrow.
1: Could you imagine if the temple were still standing? What an exciting thing it would be to draw the lot to go into the holy place where that candelabra is, where that table of showbread is, where the presence of God was behind that curtain when the Ark of the Covenant was there and to be called to minister To that incense burner to take out all the old incense clean it up and put in new incense and light it once again what an exciting thing it must have been for him I think if I could have had that opportunity it would be a highlight of a life if you would have that opportunity wouldn't you be incredibly excited to be able to go and do that so you could think about how excited Zacharias is he gets to go in and the incense altar by the way is a sign of prayers as the incense burnt and filled that holy room, that holy place, it was a symbol of our prayers like incense filling heaven. I, I think sometimes we forget the power of our prayers. And sometimes we don't even pray about the things that are the most important to us. We just don't pray anymore. And we forget that God answers prayers and that Jesus said, ask and keep asking. Knock and keep knocking. Continue to seek God that your prayers might one day be answered, especially the things that are most important to you. You can think of them even now as I'm speaking. Maybe things in your life that have gone prayerless, that you need to put some incense up before the throne of God. It says, So it was that while he was serving as a priest in the order, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour of incense. See another example of how incense is prayer. They're praying outside while he's going in to light this incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now we're gonna learn that this is Gabriel. And I wonder if Gabriel thought this old guy, I'm gonna mess with him. Because you're walking into the holy place and no one is supposed to be in there. It's supposed to be empty. And you go in and you have this moment there with God. And there is not just a man, there is an angel that's standing on the right side of the incense burner which was right in front of the curtain. You ever walk up on someone and realize that you're gonna startle them? So you try to make some noise. I was walking out of a door and there was a person walking in and the door had heavy, it was, what's this stuff? The stuff you put on doors to make the sun not come in. (laughs) Tent, it had heavy tent, thank you. Why? Why why does the brain just go, I'm not going to let you know what that word is. (laughs) I'm going to make you stand here in front of all these people and not remember tent on a window. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm walking up and the the door has a lot of tent in it and I start to open the door, and this guy's coming in, and I realize, you know, I'm going to scare him, if it is. So I just tried to step back a little bit, and he walked in, and he did get a little startled. I said, sorry, I was trying not to startle you. Uh, But that's in a place where people are expected, right? The same thing happens sometimes on an elevator. An elevator door will open up, and the person's looking down, walking in the elevator, and they see a person, and they get startled. Did it surprise you on a people mover that people were on it? (laughs) You can expect that people would be there, but you guys have had that happen, right? They walk in, they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then you're like, okay, yeah, sorry. So I wonder if, uh, I I, I walked in the kitchen before with my wife, Kathy, and I know she doesn't know I'm there. And if I just go in and say, hey, baby, do you know where?" Then she's going to, yeah, right? So I'll make some noise. I'll shuffle my feet. I'll bang the counter a little bit. I'll just let her know, I'm here. I wonder if Gabriel's just like, this is going to be so fun and just startle Zacharias. And I think he probably did, because look at what he says. And it says, verse 12, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. That's the kind of thing that you'd like to see in America's Funniest Home Videos. Maybe over and over and over again. That one moment of fear falling upon this old man. But, and the way I put it that way, maybe we don't want to, right? Maybe it's like, oh, poor guy. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid, which is something you don't say to people unless they're afraid. If I walk up to you, just seeing you, and I say, instead of Merry Christmas, I say, don't be afraid. You go, should I be? (laughs) I I don't understand. The angel said, don't be afraid, Zacharias. Your prayer is heard. What a thing. Your prayer is heard. Our prayers get answered. And there are prayers up there now that I wonder if one day God will say to us, Your prayer has been heard. And then he says, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. We've already learned she's exceedingly old. I think Zacharias would say, that's an old prayer, Lord. (laughs) I wanted that prayer to be answered a long time ago. That prayer had been moving around. And he says, and you shall call his name John. And this is John the Baptist for... He will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. The angel tells him that he's going to be a Nazarite from his, his birth. If you, um, have you ever found yourself at a distance from God? You ever found yourself just feeling dry and, and like just the, the presence of God, just, it just seemed dry. It happens to us all, okay? Where we just feel distant from him all of a sudden and we don't want to. Well, the Bible tells us to draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. So we make efforts in our life and, and sometimes intense efforts. The Bible says, search for him with all of your heart and you'll find him. Search for him with everything you've got. So sometimes we need to go to God and give everything we have to be able to find him. But if you felt that way in the Old Testament, you could take a Nazarite vow. You would commit yourself to, to not touching anything that had died. You would commit yourself to not drinking any wine or even touching a grape for that matter. And you, would say, and you would not let your hair be cut during those days. So however long your vow was, your hair grew. Then at the end of it, you would shave your head and take your hair in as a sacrifice. This is the hair that grew during that time. Samson was a Nazarite for life. John the Baptist was a Nazarite for life. So these guys had long hair and they never cut their hair off. Well, John the Baptist never had his hair cut off. Samson, eh. Uh, but... Uh, So he will have that commitment to God to always be close to him and to always live close to him. And then it says, and he, verse 16, and he will turn many children of Israel to the Lord their God. His job is to turn people to God and he will also go before him, that is Jesus, in the power and the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What a job to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This wild looking man in camel's hair and a leather belt eating locusts and and wild honey would go out and tell people, make your heart ready because he is on his way. It's one of the reasons that I like the video that we had today for Christmas at the end when Mary says, he's here. It's time. The Messiah is here. I was watching a movie the other night on the life of Jesus. Maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. I saw it and I thought, I wanna watch this. And then it was so inaccurate. I mean, just so bad. And uh, they got to John the Baptist and the message that John the Baptist preached while he was preaching and baptizing people was, repent and be forgiven of your sins. That was his message. But that wasn't his message. He had so much more of a powerful message. Had they just had John the Baptist standing in the water and saying, Prepare your hearts for the Lord because he's on his way. Make the paths of your life straight because you are about to meet the Messiah. How powerful would that have been in the show? So I just keep mumbling under my breath, this show's so so bad, this show's so bad. So I just wanna let you know, if you're producing a movie on the life of Jesus, I'm available to be a consultant. Because I don't know why these, they can't get it right. They, They give John the Baptist the message of Jesus instead of his own message, which is to prepare the way. You and I, by the way, are like John the Baptist. We have been given the keys to the kingdom and we prepare people's hearts to meet the Lord. We're introducing people to Jesus as the church. How incredibly powerful. Well, let's move on now to the next appearance of the angel. It's the same angel and we'll pick it up in verse 26 of chapter 1. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. We have engagement and marriage. They had engagement, betrothal, and marriage. Engagement was, well, it was arranged in their day. I was gonna say it's like ours, but it really wasn't because it was arranged. Parents got together and said, your daughter and my son make a cute couple, let's get them married. So they arranged the marriages. And then they would have a ceremony and be betrothed. And when they were, they were considered to be married, but they had no, none of the benefits uh, or they didn't consummate the marriage. So they, she remained a virgin and he would go and build and prepare a place for her. Then when he had it done, no set time, uh, it was about a year, but no set time, He would return unexpectedly and get her and take her to her new home. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to come and get you. That's the picture. We are the bride of Christ, the Bible says. We are betrothed to him right now. And he will unexpectedly come back and get us and take us to the place that's prepared for us. There's a place prepared for us. So she was betrothed to him, but she hadn't had sex with him, and she was still a virgin. And having come in, the angel said to her, and look how nice he is to her. He startles Zacharias, but he says to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. He didn't say, don't be afraid, probably because he didn't startle her. But however it happened, his first words were, rejoice, highly favored one. But when she saw him, she was troubled, not because of the sight of an angel, but listen, at his saying, considering what manner of greeting is this? The an angel shows up, he says, highly favored? Rejoice, O highly favored one. You are blessed among women. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. For behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Jehovah or Yahweh is salvation, is what Jesus means. He's bringing salvation. He will be great and will be the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. He will be great and called the son of the highest. In a moment, he's going to say the son of God. It's interesting. I, I don't know of Jesus saying, I am the son of God. I don't know if there's a place that he says that. I, if so, it's, I, I can't call, recall it right now. But often he calls himself the son of man. And some people say, well, the son of man is him saying, I'm a son of a person. And, he, and I was 100% man. And he was son of God is him being 100% God. He was man and God. He wasn't 50% man, 50% God. He was God, Emmanuel, Isaiah 7:14, Emmanuel, God with us. And he was man. But that's not what, what son of man means. There's a passage in Daniel chapter 7. Daniel sees a vision of these four different beasts. And then he sees a vision of the Antichrist. And then all of a sudden it says, and behold, I looked and I saw the Ancient of Days coming on thrones and wheels. It's like a mobile throne. And it's just, it's wild to think about. But the Ancient of Days is seated on this throne and then the scene changes. And he says, and behold, I saw the Son of Man coming on the clouds of glory. And he was given dominion and power and a kingdom. The thrones that were with the Ancient of Days, he sat on one and was given the kingdom and power and dominion forever and ever. So now Jesus is, the night he's arrested, he stands before Caiaphas. Caiaphas is the high priest during the days of Jesus. And Caiaphas says to Jesus, are you the son of God? And Jesus says, It is as you say. But from here on out, you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory, being given dominion and power and glory and a kingdom forever and ever. He was quoting Daniel chapter 7. He was saying, I am the Son of Man that will take a seat on the throne next to the Ancient of Days. He was making that proclamation. Caiaphas had him slapped. You wonder why did he have him slapped if he was saying, I'm the son of man, because it was a claim to be the son of God. This child who would be born, who would be laid in that manger, would be the son of God. It goes on, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? That's old-timey speech for saying I haven't had sex with anybody. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will overcome you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Isaiah seven fourteen foretold, and behold, I give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bear a child and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Now let's look at one more. One more place where the angels show up. And for this one, go to Luke chapter 2. Just turn a a page or or two over. And I want to start in verse 1 of chapter 2 and just kind of read this account. It is the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2. It says, It came to pass in the days of the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place while Cornelius was governor over Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David. The scriptures also said that the one who would rule would be born in Bethlehem, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. And there were in that same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Oh, I love how they don't startle Mary, but everybody else, angels just pop out. There's just an angel, and the angel has to. The first thing the angel has to say is, "Don't be afraid." Then the angel said, "Don't be afraid." Can you imagine an angel appearing and the glory of God shining around this angel? This isn't just the appearance of an angel; it's the glory of God around that angel. What a sight it must have been for the shepherds, and what a picture! An angel doesn't appear to kings or princes. Or, you know, some teacher somewhere, some rabbi somewhere. But it appears to shepherds watching their sheep at night. And it says, the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. This is the message of good news. This is the gospel. And it is to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. He is our Savior. He is the one who makes a way because Robert Furrow couldn't make it in. And Jesus comes to the most sinful people as an example that all of us can have our sins forgiven. Even the thief on the cross that was dying that day said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. We think sometimes... There's magic words for us that we have to say in order to be saved, but there really isn't magic words. It's a heart that says, Lord, consider me. Lord, I want you. I want you in my life. He is our Savior. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Do you hear the knocking on the door today? He goes on to say here, And there will be a sign, verse 12, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. We read that so often. It sounds kind of a little bit, maybe a little bit glorious even to us, but it says, this will be a sign to you. You're going to find a baby wrapped and laying in a feeding trough. That's what a manger is. It's a feeding trough. You don't see that. Mothers don't go, I'm going to have my baby go out and put it in the donkey's feeding trough. It was a sign to them because people don't do that. Verse 13, And suddenly there was with him a multitude of angels. Suddenly there's a bunch of them and a heavenly host praising God and saying, no, not singing, by the way, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Folks, that's the the Christmas story. Goodwill towards men. God who created us, wants goodwill towards us. He brings us great news that for those of us that have salvation, we not only have angels around us that protect us and that minister to us, but we have a place in heaven. And when we die, we're not only given eternal life, but we're given an inheritance, which is, we share in the inheritance of Christ, it says in the book of Ephesians. And if you're here today and you've never invited Christ into your life, I'd love to pray with you today as you deliberately say, Lord, I want to live for you. Remember, God calls the unlikely. And you may think it unlikely that God will call you. You are the exact kind of person whom God would call, just as the disciples that he chose were very unlikely. Pray with me, would you? Father, thank you for the time that we're able to spend here. And what a great message these angels brought of your love and bringing this child to be a savior, to be an example to us. We wanna be like Jesus and we thank you for his love towards us, his grace and his mercy. And we thank you for this in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Uh, I'd like you to keep your heads bowed please and your eyes closed for just a couple of minutes. I'd also like to ask that no one would leave early. We're gonna dismiss you here momentarily but I want to give you an opportunity if you're here today and you have never invited Jesus into your life. You have to be deliberate about it. You don't get saved by osmosis. You don't just start going to church and suddenly find out you're saved. You have to say, Lord, I want you in my life. You have to invite him in. And the Bible says that as many as would receive him, he gives the power to become a child of God. That means you need to receive him as your savior. I had said earlier in the message, there are no magic words and there's not. I've got a prayer I want to lead you in, but it could be any number of prayers. As you surrender yourself to God, the real issue is not the prayer that you pray or even the words in your prayer, but that you say, Lord, I want you in my life. So if you're here today and you want to receive Jesus, if you don't want to, you don't have to. He won't force his way in. He stands at the door and knock and you have to open the door and let him in. If you want to receive him here today, then I'm going to ask you to do something simple right where you are. Just raise your hand. Lift your hand up now so I can see it. I'd like to acknowledge your hand and pray for you. God bless you, ma'am. That's great. Just raise your hand now. Lift it up high so I can see it. God bless you. Up in the balcony. That's great. Anyone else? Just lift your hand up. God bless you. The other balcony. God bless both hands there in the back. Under the balcony. That's great. Anyone else? I'm not going to go on and on. If you want to give your life to Christ today, I'll scan the room one more time. Just raise your hand. Saying to Him, I want you in my life. I'm opening the door. I want you in my life. All right. Fantastic. You can put your hands down. And I'd like everyone, including those who raise their hands to repeat this message after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I confess that I've sinned and I know my sin has separated me from you. But I also understand that I can be forgiven by the death of Jesus on the cross. So I invite you into my life and I turn from my sin that I can live for you today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome to the family of God. How exciting, folks. Fantastic.
0: We pray that the Lord is speaking to you in a personal way here at Practical Christian Living. If you'd like to hear more of Robert Furrow's teachings, visit calvarytucson.com.